okay now it is just need to shout more oh my god sorry i meant to say it to you i finished midnight mass oh did you what in i told you it was batshit crazy like literally i don't i don't even have words know that the father in it you know like his son is the one who like you know come back from prison riley yeah so his father yeah that's like elliot from et is it yeah no way yeah because he was in uh, the haunting of hill house oh. you know where like sometimes his own cast gonna pop up yeah they're written yeah. by the same guy and um he was in the haunting of hill house interesting yeah that that was i mm, I thought I dreamed it. It started off so normal, like, and then mm. it just descended into like. Yeah. My mom was watching um, Squid Game. Oh, did you finish Squid Game? Yeah, I did. What did What did you think? I really liked it, but I think that they were trying to set up another season a bit too much towards the end. Oh really? Yeah, they're getting a season two. Oh, are they? Interesting. Yeah. Apparently, they want to run like another game. But then I wonder if like your mind wants to still be like around. Sorry, spoilers for a squid game. Oh yeah. That's not really a spoiler because they don't know who the man is you're talking yeah. about. But yeah. That- I will actually like give a spoiler now, you can like cut this out. But my <laughs> mom only has one episode left in this morning. She watched a good bit of it last night. Like I had to really convince her to watch it because mm. she's like, I don't think this is my thing. I was like, no, I'm not watch it. And she's really into it, so she watched a good bit last night. And because I was like telling her last night, like she was going to like the Marble episode, and I was like, that's really tense, like yeah. it's really good. And then today she's like, oh, the poor old man. Oh. Uh, I was like, don't say anything. Yeah, no, that, that, what is it called? Midnight Mass. Oof. It's a grand watch, like I enjoyed it for a few nights, like I've seen worse, do you know? And, like, I don't think I've ever seen anything worse. I've watched Riverdale, <laughs> and I was like, oh. Every time and Christian was like, Will you stop narrating? <laughs> it's just like, absolutely. I was like, I need to be on Gogglebox for this because, oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't even have words. I want those seven hours of my life back. Actually, more. One episode is an hour and a half long. I can't believe you didn't finish Hill House because I really liked that. I thought it was mm. really good. I loved all the hidden ghosts in it. Like, I love to try and spot them all. Did any celeb news happen? Oh, the whole thing was a little mix. Oh, yeah. I haven't really been paying attention. Like, I know you sent me stuff and that was a bit my extent. Yeah, I think. Like, I was just watching a bit of it the other night and then I was just like, you know what? Jesse is too messy. Messy Jesse. Yeah. That's a nickname that we get. Never trust a Jesse who spells their name with a Y. Sorry to. And no double S. One S. What's that about? Yeah. It's Jesse. Do you think it's weird that since like, she left, like Little Mix, like, I actually just. You wouldn't even miss her in Little Mix. Like, anytime I see pictures of them, the three girls get, I just feel like. They just look like that's how it's always been. Yeah, I've never been like I like Little Mix's music and I've listened to like their albums when they've dropped, but I'm not like a Little Mixer. Like I go see them, but I was never like dedicated to them as individuals. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I do like their music, but often I'm like listening to it. I'm like, oh, I like that song. It's only afterwards I realize it's them. Like I'm yeah. not like a super fan, but I yeah. do quite like a lot of their music. Um, but yeah, I just. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's very messy, messy Jesse. Was that a headline that needs to be a headline? If it wasn't somewhere on some... Yeah, um, it, it kind of seemed to have died down after the whole Instagram. But yeah, I suppose we haven't actually said Jesse has been accused of like blackfishing. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's not a new thing with her. Like that they, when she was in Little Mix, they kind of tried to talk to her about it. But she's claiming no one ever raised the issue yeah. with her. But it's kind of like, should, you're big and bold enough to know better like you know like she's yeah. not a teenager herself like you know it's just yeah I saw That's someone laughing on twitter when the single came out about how like she likes boys like bad boys kind of thing and you're mm. like has anyone seen her like exes like, yeah she went out like was it some host's son is it a blonde blue eyed thing <laughs> yeah one of them is from oh what's the like famous Irish band the nolan sisters oh one of their songs yeah. is it oh the nolan sisters <laughs> i actually am not even fully convinced that they're actually irish now i said that i know the ties are Ireland, but like are they actually irish i have to actually go check that because i don't actually know any of their songs and i'm thinking about them i just know that colleen gonna, nolan is isn't she like on this yeah or i think they're um are they manchester but like of Irish descent. A bit like, what's his name, Nathan Carter? Oh, an Irish-born girl group who formed in Blackpool mm. in 1974. 
I'm a little bit right, a little bit wrong. Yeah, they're Irish born. So obviously they were born here but moved. Are they actually sisters? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm thinking they'd be witched. Two of them are sisters. I was listening to Spotify yesterday when I was cleaning the washing machine. I had my like daily playlist on and it was throwing out some absolutely like banging tunes. Like I swear to God, like and one of them was Bewitched and I was like, that's on blame on the white man. I was like, I haven't heard that in so long. Oh my god, yeah! Now I remember. Oh, yeah, I was throwing yeah. in so many songs from like Five and like Girls Aloud and Spice Girls and Atomic Kitten and I was like, this is a great playlist altogether. <laughs> yeah. No, they did have some good tunes. What was the other one? The really famous one? Sylvie. Yeah. So today on Missy we thought we would do something a little bit different. We kind of talked about movies and TV shows. So we kind of thought we would talk about YA books today. Yeah. Because we love books. As is evident from last week's podcast. I was absolutely obsessed with YA books. Like I actually worried that like I wouldn't be able to progressed to adult books because that's how much I love YA books yeah I was the same for age I think I was like 22 before I got into like the adult section of the bookshop still wander down to the YA section oh yeah something again. like really good comes out like really hyped I 100% read it yeah so yeah I think the last YA book I read was Tokyo Ever After yeah a few months ago it's quite good was it I yeah know. it was kind of it reminded me a lot of Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. which is an adult book, would recommend. And it reminded me then of The Princess Diaries, which I absolutely adored. Did um, you read those? The Princess Diaries? Yeah. Oh my god, that was like my go-to. Really? I never read them. They were Meg Cabot, were they? Yeah. Cabot, or however you would say that. Um, I absolutely adored them. They were like, I think, one of my favourite series growing up. Um, are they YA or are they like like 12s I would say YA because I remember trying to read one of the books after the movie came out Mm -hmm. and it was too old for me I think I was a 10 or 11 and like it was just going over my head like I was like what (laughs) is this and then I came back to it when I was kind of in my mid-teens and I absolutely adored it oh really Um, the only thing I would say now is I think it might be a bit dated because a Mm. lot of it was very pop culture based like references throughout it's like I actually think that that would be quite dated now so I must go back and reread it yeah Um, but I think it kind of ran the whole way through my teen years up until like 2009 or something and then there was a new book a few years ago that was kind of meant to be like an adult like she was growing up in it oh right which I read and I really liked that was it good? yeah oh. no I love the series it's really really good like I would be so recommending it to everyone except for as I said I do think it could be a little bit yeah, now so it wouldn't be really wouldn't translate nowadays yeah um, but I loved it I just felt like it was a thing that I grew up with because like it was like every year a new book came out oh yeah that's nice yeah no I just couldn't like highly recommend the series enough what <laughs> yeah no that does I, I do knew I knew that they were books I think I had one of the books but like you said when the movie came out I didn't really I remember the cover it was like she was wearing a short dress and she had like short hair and like a little crown she's kind of cartoony yeah um, and I had the book but I yeah it just didn't sync with me because I was like oh no this isn't really appropriate or whatever for my age yeah the exact same happened with me I think I got like the second book because I thought it'd be a continuation on the first book and mm. the book and the movie are actually quite different and then I just wasn't really sure what was going on and yet it was just too grown up for me at the time yeah and then I did go back to it a few years later and I was like oh my god this is like amazing <laughs> yeah that, I think that happens a lot with books when you're growing up like because I mean I've read Jacqueline Wilson since being quite young and then you know people would be like oh like yeah she likes Jacqueline Wilson I'll buy her some books for her birthday or Christmas but it's like Jacqueline Wilson's books are kind of there's ones that are appropriate for like 9 and 10 and then there's ones that are not appropriate until you're like maybe 15 14 kind of age group but you're reading them because it's Jacqueline Wilson you're like oh wow like girls in love and all that like I was reading those way too young yeah so was I but I actually think a lot of it goes over your head as yeah well. like you just don't really like comprehend it, it or something like yeah. I think you can still be quite innocent in a way yeah because I was going to give some books to my little cousin when she was like 13 or whatever and I was like flicking through them and I was like 
wait a minute <laughs> these looks are not appropriate for her age group like some of them was like is a girl's in love the one where she like has an affair with her teacher or something or she's a babysitter oh I couldn't tell you know I couldn't actually remember yeah like they they handle very good issues very well but not very good issues like big issues very well but it's just you have to kind of be aware of what's a young adult and what's quite a young person like child I loved the TV series of it of what Girls in Love yeah was that a TV show yeah I don't I only knew Tracy Beaker as TV show. Yeah, no, there was a Girls in Love. Uh, I think that's how I started reading the books is I just love the TV series. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was either like BBC or ITV or something like that. It was probably CBBS or one of those that did, like the BBC, because that's what Tracy Beaker yeah. was, wasn't it? And they had, what was the one with the twins? I know that was like a movie on Nickelodeon or something. Double Trouble or something. They had Platts. Oh yeah, I can see the book cover. Yeah. I remember when I was in school, there was, like, not in our school, but in other schools, they were trying to ban Vicky Angel. Oh, I heard this, actually. I think my friend said this to me, and I was like, wait, what? They tried to ban this? Yeah, they tried to ban it because, like, in the book, spoiler for anyone who hasn't read it, um, like, Vicky dies, like, quite early in the book, and she comes back as, like, an angel to, like, haunt slash annoy <laughs> her best friend yeah and like during part of the book she was like i'm really sad i died and she was like listen all the different things she was really like she was upset that she would miss out mm-hmm. on and one of the things was that like she'd never get the chance to have sex yeah and that was like why people wanted it banned out of school <laughs> i was like oh god it just ended up like highlighting it more like because i mm-hmm. think that like i've read that book and got just went over my head or whatever yeah. then it was like when people start talking they was being banned and they just yeah. ended up highlighting the reason it just makes it more of a big deal than it actually is for that age group who's reading it just being like oh yeah sure grand yeah. move on next chapter but yeah so I think I think Jack and Wilson books are probably the earliest YA that I would have read probably I'm trying to think I love the series of unfortunate events but that's not really YA as a book series like. I was quite late getting into reading really yeah, like, I don't think I really got into reading until I was 10 or 11. Oh, wow. I really struggled in school. I actually only got di- diagnosed. I don't think that's a word. I only got found out that I have dyslexia. I think diagnosed is yeah, a word, is it? Is. Yeah. Um, when I was in college. Oh, really? Yeah, so, like, I did actually go to learning sport when I was in school. Um, and I went to a well school. And, like, I think that just made my issues, like, with Yeah, a bit worse worse and when I was in kind of first and second class I had a horrible teacher like oh, she yeah. just really wasn't encouraging at all towards mm-hmm. me so I used to pretend to read like when we'd have reading time in, yeah because like I just couldn't did you have to read books in Irish then yeah so you had to get like the Irish we version. did Irish and English books yeah. in reading time but then it translated over into like I was struggling with English as well like spellings and stuff mm-hmm. no I'm not bad with dyslexia at all like it's when I went to be tested forward in college because they never actually did it when I was in school mm. they told me I have quite a mild version and I've done a lot of work yeah coming up to that it's not like you know I know some people when they look at a book it's like the letters scramble or everything. scrambled everything. Yeah. it's not like that for me yeah but it's just I struggled a lot and that gave me such a like I didn't have confidence yeah. in reading or an interest in reading because I just thought I was crap at it yeah even, like, for my own especially if you have a teacher who's not helping you out with it like yeah exactly so like I always remember people talking about like Harry Potter and stuff like that oh, and I was like Harry Potter. <laughs> we'll get to it we'll get <laughs> and I remember like I just couldn't comprehend reading like such huge books yeah I actually remember when I went to see the second Harry Potter I got really obsessed with Harry Potter mm. and I hadn't read the books and for some reason I got like the fourth Harry Potter book <laughs> just start in the middle <laughs> yeah and I couldn't read it like it just was going over my head obviously because I had no concept of what was going on yeah. and I think it was like a while later I went back and I started Harry Potter from the beginning yeah I actually got a copy from my the Philosopher's Stone from my school library and I still have it today it's <laughs> a stamp yeah, so I'm really really sorry to like my primary school I stole a copy of Harry Potter oh you're going to hell and um, I I'd go tell for Harry Potter <laughs> and I started reading it and I got really really into reading like I yeah. flew through the series and then kind of after that there was no stopping me in terms of reading yeah so just like you needed like the push to be like oh, I think you need the interest as well yeah. some people just don't have an interest and I think that that can stem 
from a negative experience mm-hmm. in school yeah that then translates over that they've no interest outside of school because they're so self-conscious even like you know obviously you're not reading the but just reading yourself like yeah. you just it's just not something that can be enjoyable if you know you've had a negative experience or you've been shamed for like struggling yeah in different areas but I think finding a love of reading is such an important thing yeah and especially in the last year like I don't think I would have gotten through the lockdowns without reading yeah definitely because it you, you can't go anywhere but you can go somewhere in your mind and yeah. <laughs> live other places and different people but yeah now that you mentioned that like I had like, I'm very grateful that like my kind of teacher around that age like seven eight like first second class was lovely and she used to like if it was like raining and it was um we couldn't go outside for lunch she'd like read us books and like you know she was very she's kind of like Miss Honey from Matilda that's how I always remember um and like my mom would always have been like a big reader and stuff but like yeah it's horrible that like a person can kind of put you off yeah and it's funny I've actually only kind of started to realize that in the past few years about like what happened with that teacher and um, I've mentioned this before I was a teacher for a little while yeah um, I taught like five and six year olds and I remember just one day just being like I couldn't imagine carrying on with them the way she kind of did mm-hmm. with me and um yeah just kind of sometimes you just like forget about things when you're growing up but yeah like the more I've thought about it over the past year I think that that's where I got a real block from yeah reading and having an interest in reading because I think like you have to find your own interest in reading like you can't tell someone to be interested in reading yeah and it's kind of something you have to discover for yourself and I think getting that encouragement from an early age in school and at home is really really important Mm. yeah definitely it's interesting I I think Harry Potter was probably that for a lot of people that kind of generation like our generation say would have met Harry Potter and be like oh wow because it was very vivid and it's kind of it was different to anything like we kind of had Roald Dahl and stuff but I mean you know it was a very different kind of book I felt anyway for my because I hadn't read anything quite like it like there was kind of magic books like Enid Blyton and that tree that was magic and all that kind of stuff but I think that was definitely like oh wow see I missed out on like kind of those series and those writers like you know when people talk about like reading as children like I don't remember any of that because like I just wasn't into it I remember being into like the Sweet Valley High books but that was more like they were read to me yeah so like I just didn't really read kind of between the ages of like independently between like six and like ten was kind of like when I got yeah ten onwards that like I found my own interest in it but um yeah I think Harry Potter was like a big thing for a lot of people I think as well because like when we were growing up like the books were coming out new like you yeah. have to wait for the, wait books, for the books yeah I remember waiting for the last one and then flicking through the end page <laughs> like I want to know what happens yeah I went to get the release for like the fifth the sixth and the seventh book you know like midnight yeah it's like 12 o'clock coming up first and I stayed up until five o'clock and I read the last one because I didn't trust myself to not flick to the end oh no I had to flick I was like I don't care I'm really bad for doing that I know I know the the author who shall not be named um was like don't flick to the end page and I was like you know what I'm gonna do it I did flick to the end of it but I ended up thinking it was something completely different to what it was oh really yeah oh if you haven't watched Harry Potter or read Harry Potter we won't ruin it for you I think that like if I have kids I'm going to like lie to them and tell them there's no Harry Potter movies because they have to read the books first (gasps) yeah I'm trying to think I I used to love Nancy Drew my mom my mom did that typical mom thing does your mom do this where like you mentioned you like something so like I remember one time I mentioned I like peppered steak and next thing we had peppered steak once a week for dinner like you know that kind of thing where mom was just kind of go oh, yeah, oh god they like that let me push them on them so like I said oh yeah I kind of like this Nancy Drew book she came home from work one day because I used to have like someone come in with like books to like buy for the library and stuff and she bought me three Nancy Drew box sets and I was like by the end of it I hate Nancy Drew I was like I can't be dealing with Nancy Drew anymore but it was, it was nice of her, but I was like, oh my God, I'm swamped in Nancy Drew. So yeah, that was kind of another series. I'm trying to think of all the series. Series? Um, what else was there? Uh, yeah, I think when I was a teenager, there was a lot of kind of like standalone books. Yeah. And then Twilight came along. Oh gosh, she, she mentioned it first, not me. <laughs> so I was going to mention it first. Um, yeah. How old were you when Twilight came out? See, now... I was kind of late to the whole Twilight thing. <gasps> I only came across Twilight about 
five, six weeks before the movie came out. Oh. I remember reading it in a teen magazine that like this movie called Twilight was coming out and I was like, yeah. oh, what's that? And they were like, the book is out. So I went down and I bought the book that day and I was like, oh my God, I have missed out on this for so long. And all four books had already been out. Like the last book had only come out like a few weeks before and so like, I could read it all yeah. together. And none of my friends had read it and like no one really knew about it. And I went in and I was like, oh my God, this book, like you have to read it. And they <laughs> all ended up going down hand by and we were all just obsessed with it. Yeah, I remember my mom introduced me to Twilight. We were down. I remember being downstairs in the book center. I remember before the book center got done up, you yeah. know, for any fellow Wexfordians, you'll know what I mean. And I had like that purple staircase or whatever. And my mom came over to me with this book with like a, a two pair, like a pair of hands and, and an apple on it. And she was like, "Oh, this sounds really interesting." And I was like, mm, "Ma'am, I've seen the cover. Like I was fully judging the book by its cover." So she bought it for me, and I got home and I devoured it. And I w- I started first year then and I like petitioned the like English teacher slash librarian to get Twilight on the shelves I was like no you need every the movie's coming out soon you need to you need this to, like other people need to be able to read this book so she got like two or three copies and like it like flew around the school and like I remember um I was like thought it was great because I was the only one who'd read it and this other girl pipes up then she's like oh I've read that it's really good and I was like so I was really annoyed at her for having already read it because I thought I was like bringing I don't know the loaves and the fishes to the masses or something I have midnight mass on the brain sorry um but yeah that that was was my sixth year when I started reading it and I'm just there laughing at like the fact that her school allowed it. I don't think our school would have allowed that on the bookshelves in our school. <laughs> our like good your religious school, Catholic school. Mm, see, I didn't go to a Catholic school. Shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so devoured the books. Like my, I'm, I'm, I know, I don't know if I'll leave this in, but like my mom for the Harry Potter movies and all the Twilight movies she take me out of school and we go to the cinema to see the first like sitting of the movies um she'd fall asleep but I was delighted <laughs> yeah I remember I went to see like two or three Harry Potter movies and I left school yeah go see them um but yeah I think that was kind of the first very 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 hyped series for particularly for like teens and young teens at that like 13 was kind of like 12 13 but it was I think like with Harry Potter and with Twilight, like it introduced reading to so many people. Yeah. And I I suppose often with Twilight, you know, people kind of make fun of it and this kind of stuff, which is quite common <laughs> for like teen culture. Like people, you know, quite often are quite negative about yeah. it. But I think anything that gets people reading or interested in stuff is like a great yeah, thing. Like so many people do start off with a series and then discover that oh they actually do enjoy reading. And yeah. then they go on to other books and stuff like that. So like I just don't think it matters what someone's into. There's a lot of snobbery I still find even to do with books. Yeah, definitely. And um like if you like something you like something like and I've even seen the same with Sally Rooney kind of like this like backlash against her. It's like oh, really? so what oh yeah it's like a huge thing. Oh some people yeah it's like so what you're not into like other people like her books and like you know I just think sometimes people are just so snobby about hyped things but if it gets people sat down reading a book for a while yeah like I think reading is like one of the best self-care things like I find like if my anxiety is getting really bad sometimes if it's really bad I actually can't focus on reading I have to really really kind of push myself but I find if I do focus on the reading it just makes such a difference in my own mental it kind of it kind of grounds you or something like it brings you back to like okay if I just focus on this one thing and I kind of get to live this person's life or go along with this person for a while and a bit it's escapism really yeah it takes you out of your own head like and you're not like focusing on whatever's going on in your head you're focusing on reading the book in front of you yeah and it's the same with like people giving out about audiobooks or reading on kindles or ipads it's like who cares if like whatever way you're consuming books you're still consuming them so yeah I think people can be very snobby when it comes to because some people are like oh like paper books like you know cutting down trees and then other people are like oh like you shouldn't be reading on a kindle that's not the way a book was supposed to be read it's like just you don't know anybody's situation you don't know their financial situation you don't know anything about them just let them do what they want they're not harming anybody yeah exactly do you know what I mean that that book might go to a charity shop and be you know resold and secondhand and filtered down for generations so it's not like it's you know 
Well, I, I found last year, especially during lockdown, that I read a lot on my iPad because you could just get the books. Yeah, away. Like, sure, didn't there was no bookshop. Didn't have to go into town or anything like that, and it just kind of made reading more accessible. And it is cheaper. Like yeah. a lot of times, books are cheaper as well on yeah um, iPads and on Kindles with like the deals they have. And I just think whatever way you're reading, my iPad actually finally gave up the ghost. Oh no. Yeah, I've an iPad mini, I'd say it's about nine years old and it's just sometimes it wouldn't even allow me into the box, it would just go crazy <laughs> and um I it would like come out of the book I was reading and it all started skipping oh, pages no. and eventually I just had to give up the ghost on it. So um I'm actually reading a book on my phone at the moment, which is oh, not that's ideal. Not fun. No. no, it's not, but like I still I need to read something or else I kinda of go a little bit yeah. crazy. So it's like that's not ideal but it'll do for the moment until I get a new one, so um yeah what was I gonna say oh yeah I was gonna like how you said like Twilight like I think that's when I really got addicted to reading but reading specifically those kind of books like if it had a vampire an angel a werewolf a demon whatever it had in it I was reading it like do you remember I texted you and I was like I must have been a very sad teenager because all my book covers are black and they're like dark and like see I found after Twilight maybe it's because I was like 17, 18, like when Twilight was really popular, I just felt like everything I read after it with like vampires and werewolves was mm-hmm. just like people trying to be Twilight. Yeah. Like I do think like it did usher in this whole new genre, which is great for some people. Some people really enjoy that. I'm not. Yeah, Jesse said not. It's for some people, it's not for other people. I just felt like, oh, I've, this is same yeah. as See, I feel like I was the prime real estate for that kind of Twilight thing I was 13 kind of when the movie came out and it was like Twilight all the way I bought the books of like the making of the movies I read like every interview I could get my hands on watched every interview watched the director's cut like there's nothing I didn't know about Twilight like if I went on Mastermind the Twilight saga would be my my topic and you know books afterwards but yeah I think I was and then by the time the last movie came out I wasn't really interested anymore oh I didn't even go to see the last movie I went to see it now because I was a dedicated fan but it showed my office like that book into movies yeah they just kind of copied Harry Potter on that one. Oh, I have the same issue with like Harry Potter and the Harry Potter author who we're not naming mm. and the same with the last Twilight books and I still actually have the issue with like that Harry Potter author who writes books older books now yeah they need an editor that turns around and tells them like rain it in yeah like the last Twilight book did not need to be that long and the same like I did actually enjoy the Harry Potter books but my mom and I actually did read a few of the other authors books before oh no I didn't everything and I did quite like her books but the books were too long like I just feel like someone needs to rein them in I just feel yeah. like they get too popular and too everything they don't take like editors notes on board and yeah. editors just don't rein them in and sometimes you're just like oh my god why is this book so long yeah. and that was the issue with the last Twilight book was it was too long yeah. or it was like two stories in one yeah although me being I was probably like 14 or 15 when I read it I was like just keep it coming and then I read the life of Brie Tanner that she brought out Stephanie Meyer brought out that book and then the host that was a weird oh I read the host thing. and it was a struggle to get through it yeah that was very strange the movie was not good either no, I, I, did, I watched bits of the movie and I was like, nope. Did you read the that? Yeah. Um, did you read the... There's two other Twilight books that came out. The one that's the retelling. I haven't read it yet. Um, no, there's like one that's the retelling where like the vampire is a girl and it. The book is like, the apple's green. Have you read that? Is it the mocking one? The one that makes fun of Twilight? No. I've read that. No, Stephanie brought out like another book that like two or three years ago, which is like a retelling of Twilight, but like the genders are reversed. No, I haven't read that one. Oh, Jesse, you're slipping on your. But I haven't Twilight. read Midnight Sun I either. Haven't read Midnight Sun. I'm well, too old now. First few chapters, remember when I got years leaked? ago? Yeah. yeah. When I got leaked, I read that ages ago. But like now, I wouldn't be on the buzz at all. Like. The but that Midnight Sun book was way too long. Like for the Twilight, the original, yeah. the first Twilight book was like a medium sized book mm. whereas like this one that's meant to be an exact retelling of it from Edward's point of view seems to be more than double the size it's like, hey. yeah but he reads people's minds so there's a lot of dialogue going on there. <laughs> he's reading he's the thoughts like yeah he's very and I was very disappointed that they cast Robert Pattinson as Edward and going off on a tangent now because he's not the Edward I had in my mind when I was reading my book a lot of people though, I remember at the time weren't really happy with some of the casting choices yeah it was a very indie movie though like it was never really meant to be the first movie is quite good. 
good. It's tumbling over. It's like, it's like no, is it? do you know what? I always know I'm heading to a spiral when I start rewatching the Twilight movies. In that they're kind of like my comfort movie. You know, like you just watch them. But anytime I feel like I'm spiraling and I start watching Twilight, I'm like, I need to pull myself out of this. Yeah. Move on from Twilight and the whole supernatural genre. Would you say it's supernatural? I suppose so. Yeah. I went into the dystopian then. Remember I texted you? I was like, I'm prepared for this pandemic. I've read every dystopian book. I think the first dystopian way novels that I read were the Hunger Games yeah again was late to the party saw that the movie was coming out was like oh what's <laughs> this done the book yeah yeah and again none of my friends were read it um, I was oh. acting like I'm such a trendsetter <laughs> they're reading teen magazines and getting my info from there yeah and I ended up reading all three of the books like back to back and I was just like hey what have I missed out on these for so long yeah I, I read them a good while before the movies came out and I remember my cousin put them on to me and she gave me she handed me the book and she was like oh here I think you'll like this and I was like okay The Hunger Games what's this about and she was like ah it's a bunch of kids in an arena killing each other and I was like what and I expected it to be like some kind of gladiator novel or something I'm going into it and then I was like oh wow and yeah like you I read all of them I think I did I have to wait for the last one to come out what's the last one catching Mockingjay Mockingjay yeah I think I had to wait for that one to come out I think Mockingjay again had just maybe recently come out yeah but I've gone back and reread those books a few times over the years and I still thoroughly enjoy them actually even as I'm talking about I'm like oh I think I might sit down to every they're way better than the movie they're so good now I did actually enjoy the movies I thought the movies were mm. decent enough really? yeah I really liked the first one I have to say I went to like the first screening of it and I did think yeah. the casting was quite good the casting like, was very good and I did think the ending of it was a bit rushed like I just kind of felt like she didn't really know how to wrap it up yeah and then I don't know I was just a bit it's like she didn't really know what to do with characters at the end like you know yeah because it is hard to know because you're going from this kind of disaster zone or whatever to like what do you do but it was kind of like the whole way through it it wasn't to the same level as like team Edward and team Yeah. Gabriel, but it was like the Peter and who was the other guy who was her friend oh Gil Gil yeah I think so Jill Gil G-I-L L Gil, I think it was. Yeah. Ian Hemsworth. Yeah, that guy. But it was like, they he just disappeared at the end. It was like, you know, for so long, like, he wanted her. And yeah. then, like, she was kind of not really interested in either of them. <laughs> and then he just ended up disappearing. And then she was just nearly, like, looked at Pete and was like, nah, yeah. no other options. And it was just a bit like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was weird. I haven't read, what's the one that came out recently? With the green cover, a songbird. Oh, yeah, I haven't read that either. Actually, I completely forgot about that. That's a prequel, is it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't read that yet. Oh, actually, I'm sad. That's my list. I forgot. I think that came out, like, in the middle of the pandemic. Like, when it was yeah. really bad last year, and I just think I forgot about it. Yeah. I think everyone just went over everyone's head. But yeah, The Hunger Games is definitely, that was, I think, the introduction to dystopian. That was when I kind of went, oh, there's more than just vampires. There's disaster love a bit of that the world as a because for ages it took me I was like what's dystopia like and then I realized oh it's the opposite of like a utopia so I was like oh interesting so then yeah I went down what was that one Divergent yeah I was just like what they have you read Divergent yeah I read the first I think I must have actually read all of them but I think the last one I just didn't like it at all, so I think yeah. I actually scrubbed it from my brain. The movies were disastrous. They, they actually gave up on the movies. They didn't even finish yeah. doing the movies. Like, I remember, I was like, so excited when I saw Like, it was ages after I'd read it that the movies came out. And I was like, oh, I'm going to read I like Sh- Shailene Woodley. Yeah. I was like, she's a really good actress. This is going to be great. And then it was like, what? Yeah, I saw the first one. It was mediocre at best. Like, it was grand, but I never actually went back to watch the second. I think they no, went as far as the third one. And they were supposed to do a fourth one and then the production company basically just pulled the movie because like, <laughs> no one was interested in it. They I think. think it's like with the Twilight thing, like people were really into it and then it was like no one, like nothing really else could kind of take off to that extent. And it was the same with the Hunger Games. Divergent yeah. kind of tried too much to be the Hunger Games and people just weren't as interested. Yeah. And it's very hard to stand up against the Hunger Games. Yeah, definitely. It was just one of those adaptions that you're like, what? But yeah. Yeah, sometimes some of the stuff that gets made versus the stuff that 
doesn't there's actually two books now that came into my head at the same time that I want to mention <laughs> the first one that I, I know what she's gonna say shame I know that has not say. been made into a movie can I guess I mean, what you're gonna say I need to start a petition for Jesse. what movie do you think it should be made deluxe seriously I just want to throw my money mm-hmm. I, I, I fund that movie yeah if yeah if I had the money I would I would fund that movie that, like they are if you haven't read the Luck series, get on it. Yeah, yeah, if you take one recommendation from this episode, <laughs> go start the Lux. I actually haven't read it in so many years. I gave someone a copy of my book <gasps> and I never gave it back. No. And so I don't have the first one anymore, whereas I have the hardcover versions of the other ones because I used to buy them in America before they'd come over here. <laughs> and um, oh my God, what a series. They're so good. I, my mom's even read them and she was like, these books are amazing like because she loves like all that historical stuff if you like Bridgerton read the looks if you like Gossip Girl read the looks yeah at one point I remember when the books came out because I think they were coming out kind of oh god it must be like 2006 2007 because I remember reading them when I was doing the junior cert I was supposed to be studying one day in class <laughs> and I was sent back to class reading this book instead <laughs> yeah, I was prioritising the junior cert and um, there was talk a few years there that the producers of Gossip Girl were lining up a movie and it was kind of going to be like Gossip Girl with a bit like Moulin Rouge like it was going to be kind of like songs or like they were going oh. to stuff and like nothing ever happened and it's it's just a shame it is a shame I think it would be a really good TV show yeah I'm so surprised with like some of the absolute rubbish that gets made yeah and the remakes that get made like yeah. there's loads of books here Make someone them. listening to this who works in movie <laughs> production or TV production seriously look into these books because like yeah. it would be such a good series like especially with how popular Bridgerton is like I yeah. would actually really like someone to pick up those books again and think yeah this deserves to be a TV show because some of the stuff especially on Netflix that gets made from <laughs> really not great books The Kissing Booth um, <laughs> and then good books getting like no love is just such yeah. a shame no, they're really good. Another book series I want to mention that I read really had been made is um well first there's like a this book series is quite complicated in oh that gosh. like it started off as the oh now I'm even forgetting like the name because <laughs> they're all and um, wait I need to you can edit this out while I look it up. <laughs> it's the running. Um, your one who wrote the looks also wrote another series that I have read the first book of can't remember the name I think I read the first two books of that and pretty then, young things yeah, yeah. it's at, like in the like 20s the 20s it's quite good yeah I have I have the two books um I must read the other one actually I think I'm going to reread the looks no I'm not I have so many new books that I bought I want to like buy another copy of the books and reread I always try to do like a reread Harry Potter every few years yeah but it's more like a Christmas thing so I think I might I, I want to start getting a few things that I reread actually I think I'm going to go for the looks because it's been so long but yeah they are so good back to the other series yeah. the name. so this book again right it was coming out so I had to go back and read the book it's the mortal instruments oh I should have known you were going to say this was made into a movie mediocre at very weird movie yeah, yeah with Lily, Lily Collins, Collins. Yeah. yeah Lily Collins was in it the movie did not do well so there's actually a six book series in the mortal instruments I might reread these these See, are class I really like the Mortal Instruments. The movie was not great and they were supposed to make more movies that didn't get the go-ahead and then they made a TV show, which I've heard the TV show was okay. I've never got into it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I watched one of... A, I put it on before when I was really sick and needed something to fall asleep to and it put me asleep, so... That's there it. you go. <laughs> Everything you need to know. So yeah, there were six books in the Mortal Instruments and then a spin-off series came out and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, spin-offs are always rubbish. Like, you yeah. just can't compare... I got the book and I was going on holiday and I started reading the book and I was like oh my god this is better than the mortal instruments so mm-hmm. it's actually a prequel but a spin-off because it came after <laughs> called the infernal devices yeah. and it's set in victorian london and there's three books in it and oh my god I it is read amazing them. I my read the copper prints read them and she absolutely was obsessed with them has she read the mortal instruments no she couldn't get into that she tried to read it afterwards ah. You know, I read Clockwork Prince and then I was just like, the other ones hadn't weren't out and I just wasn't bothered waiting for them. I think I was past that age. I reread them, I think maybe about two years ago. I went back because 
there's another spin-off like I actually do think that Cassandra Clare the writer needs to <laughs> like move on to something else because I actually think she's on to her fourth spin-off of this world oh really yeah so like the there's a new book that came out which is like a spin-off of the spin-off so it's like the Victorian one like they had kids so it's set like oh yeah the turn of the century which is quite interesting but then there's also like another spin-off of the Mortal Instruments set in like present time LA I think oh yeah so I think it's like I saw four or five yeah. series about the same thing and it's kind of like you just calm down yeah yeah but yeah the Mortal Instruments were I remember reading those they were kind of the dystopian era as well a well, bit supernatural, magic. yeah. yeah. A supernatural, a little bit dystopian. They were kind of like a crossover, so they had me right in the. I was their segue. Yeah. <laughs> they like, yes, um, but I was obsessed with those books. Yeah, they're a really decent yeah. book. Like I have to say, I did think again towards the end, some of the books were too long. Like they, oh, yeah, they got a bit trifish. Yeah, they kind of needed to be reined in, um, in terms of length. But a really, really good series if you're looking for something else. But I still just think that the Infernal Devices is far superior to the Mortal Instruments. I must read it. I'll, I'll reread the Mortal Instruments and then I'll go into that. Yeah, it's just really annoying that like the Mortal Instruments got a movie and a TV show and no one's done anything with Infernal Devices. Like, what's that about? <laughs> right, a letter. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I do think that those two series, especially the looks, I would pay, I will invest in the looks with minus money, but that's not the point. Like, it's, oh... That would be an amazing series. Yeah, I just really can't understand like how and I as I said there was talk about so like I wonder like is there an issue with rights there or like does someone yeah. still holding on to the rights after all these years and no one can kind of get access to them, especially with how popular Bridgerton is. Mm. I am surprised that there hasn't been more movement. I would have preferred the team behind Gossip Girl to have done that than their Gossip Girl reboot. Yeah. That would have been far would more like worth better. their time. Yeah. Definitely I definitely think that like I don't know, I feel has YA kind of moved away from that? Like, do you think that's a very R kind of generation-y thing? Because when I go down now to, like, the YA sections, I feel like it's a bit more happy-looking. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that, like, dystopian and kind of um, mythical, magical yeah. isn't maybe is in anymore. I think it's in, like, standalone books. Yeah, a lot books. of times. Um... I don't think I've read anything outstanding in terms of kind of standalone books in the past years I'm trying to run through. I read what's called All the Bright Places and I found it so depressing. What's that about now? Um, it was Elle Fanning was in the movie version of that last year. Oh yeah. I, I found it really that. depressing. Um, I did quite like um, Tokyo Weather After which came out this year. Yeah. Oh, I really liked the To All the Boys. Yeah, I, I haven't read that. No, the book series, it's quite different to the movies oh. in a lot of ways but it's a nice read but yeah I think it's more books are more grounded in reality yeah now I really want to read um, and I must read it because the TV show is coming out and um, the author of To All The Boys has another series I think it's her first series that she wrote before that I think it's called The Summer I Turned Pretty oh uh, I've seen that in the bookshop but yeah, I've never I've heard it's really good and there's a lot of excitement around the TV series coming out so hmm. yeah I haven't re- I've read I think YA does social issues quite well. Would you call them social issues? I feel like a lot of the books around like BLM and LGBTQ+, they're very well done by YA authors. I've read The Sun Is Also a Star, The Hate You Give. Um, what else did I read? The Gilded Ones. It's kind of a new, newer book. I think it only came out at the beginning of this year, end of last year maybe. Um, and I feel like they do those kind of issues a lot better like the, those things were non-existent for YA books and we were oh, yeah, pretty much like Jacqueline Wilson was kind of the the head runner on that kind of I, thing what I really love about YA and like I've been very passionate about YA for years actually at one point I had a place in my masters to do YA writing I really wanted to be a YA author yeah maybe someday I'll go back to it <laughs> and I just like I love YA but I think one of the reasons that I do love it is it's such a broad genre like I yeah. mean anything can go like as we were saying like you can have dystopian you can have magical mythical or you can just have a story about like two people going to school and the issues that they face going to school and like yeah. you know there's so many different things that can go into one genre that like you know, I, I still think that that maybe is why it does appeal to adults as well. I mean, Harry Potter was huge with adults. My mom yeah. read that as well. And there's a lot of people, you know, who read Harry Potter. And I'm an adult now and I go back and still read Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, And 
I think that's why it does kind of bridge the gap is it's such a wide yeah variety kind of going on there's kind of something for everyone yeah and it's nice to kind of I think it, the the using young adults as the medium through which the story is told is like it gives you a very a lot broader perspective sometimes than with adults writing for adults about adults if that makes sense because I feel yeah. like the world it's just kind of the world that they put them in young people in I don't know it's just through the eyes of a young person it's a lot more you don't have as much maybe prejudice or bias built up and that reflects in the characters and it gives adults reading it kind of the chance to be like oh wow I remember it's kind of like you know nostalgia type thing even going back and be like oh wow I remember when you know you hadn't had life experiences to be like that maybe cause judgments and things like that but it's grounded in reality it's not like like I love the dystopian I love the supernatural but the kind of ones that are really real life mimicking say you're like oh wow it's kind of I don't know it's a bit of profound sometimes yeah I agree I just yeah. I think that that is like why people do kind of gravitate even towards writing ways like it just gives you so many options yeah and yeah it is kind of grounded in a reality like everyone knows what it's kind of like to be that age and you know to be mm. dealing with these profound like new experiences and I think that a lot of time especially when you're writing a book is like you kind of have to introduce people to the world or like yeah. whatever's going on and like it is kind of easier to do that with you know someone who's like 16 or 17 and like they're still kind of learning about the world and so yeah. then the the reader is learning with them mm. and that's really important but yeah so much happens in YA that I think that that's why it is so popular yeah and I also actually just want to mention as well um, an Irish author who I really enjoyed she has a few books but kind of only two from her why Louise O'Neill oh yeah um, I think her first book is like Only Ever Yours um, mm. it's quite good quite dystopian yeah and um, quite hard hitting though as well and um, her second book is Asking For It quite a difficult read but I think it's one of those books that's always stayed yeah. with me and I think it should be on like the like curriculum tools yeah there's and there's another book that's quite like that I think it's called Can You See Me I think it's by an Irish author it's an Irish girl she goes to college in like Cambridge or somewhere oh yes I remember reading that as well I actually read her first book oh god I can't think of her name now Ruth Gilligan oh yeah I read her first book called Forget and I absolutely adored it she wrote it when she was doing TY Oh, really? I was published when she was like 17 or 18 I just wow. thought it was the coolest thing ever <laughs> um, and yeah I really really liked it and um, it was kind of the first time I'd read a book based in Ireland because yeah. all the books I read were based in like the UK or mainly in the US Yeah. and it was the first time I'd read a book that was based I think it was based in Dublin and uh, it was just kind of like about a girl like who's in school and everything that kind of happens within her friendship group and her family and it was just so relatable yeah and then yeah um Ruth wrote I think two or three books after that okay I know I think I've only read is it called can you see me or could you see me something like that but yeah it was, it's very good I I I think might be controversial that Irish YA is a lot better than Irish adult fiction like by Irish authors about Irish living I think across the board Irish writing has really improved over the past yeah, decade or two because my mum is a huge reader and she'd always be like I wouldn't read a like crime novel set in Ireland but there's been some really really good ones yeah. like I've been reading them as well and like I just do think that like as a whole it's really really improved and I think YA has improved but like YA is very strong like, there's a lot of Irish authors we actually have a few articles on the site yeah talking about different Irish authors I'll link it in the description box because there's actually so many people doing really really interesting things at the moment and very broad um different types of work within YA and their Irish authors so I always think it's really really good to support them yeah. as well and uh, I suppose this episode we were kind of just more looking back on stuff we read growing up and like there wasn't a lot of Irish authors writing YA when we were growing up no not really I can't really think of any no, as I said, like Forget was the first book I read that was like based in Ireland and it honestly blew my mind. Yeah. Like it was very like it's a very ordinary book. Like I wouldn't say I'd enjoy it if I went back now. Like it's my it as I said, it's written by someone who was 16, 17, so like it suits that age group. Yeah. But it just blew my mind that like I was reading a book that was like based in Ireland. 
Whereas like now we have like normal people even that's yeah. kind of a way yeah ish like it starts off when they're teens yeah so like a lot of people like do it older way yeah yeah but no yeah because growing up I don't remember any Irish books set in Ireland or there was a good book series that would be kind of more younger readers I think it was called like Rosie's Adventures I know they were like Rosie's War and Rosie's Troubled it was like that this girl who can time travel and she ended up going back to like really key moments in Irish history. It was oh, really interesting, that's and cool. um, I learned a lot. Like I'm a history freak, and I think that's where I got really interested in history, and it gave me a really good grounding for school and college with like these major Irish events. So if yeah. you have a younger sibling or family member who's like looking to get into reading, would really, really recommend these books. I'll put the info in the box because yeah. I can't think of the actual name, but I know it's like Rosie's Troubles is one of them, and like Rosie's War, and there's like loads of other ones. That really, really good. good. Yeah. Interesting. Um, were you Googling something? Did you want to? No. <laughs> yeah, so is there anything else you need to mention? No, as I said, I'll probably think of like 10 books tonight. Yeah, I'll be there going, oh, there's this one, there's this one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no offence to any authors that we like left out. Yeah, so if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're listening. But I feel like even if, obviously they're not listening, I feel like I'd be betraying them by not mentioning them if I really enjoyed yeah. the books growing up so like there's ones I can see in my head but I don't know because I feel like when you're kind of a bit younger you don't pay attention to the author as much as like you would do now maybe um and I can see the ones there was a series called Fallen the first book I think is called Fallen if you're into your angels and demons give that a, a read way better than Midnight Mass I that much mentioning angels um yeah they're all under my bed because I had to put them away because all the darkness on my bookshelf was I donated a lot of my YA books in the <gasps> past years I just thought it was time to pass them on to someone else I have to keep them my only child in me is like no <laughs> no I just got to the point where I was like no I'd rather someone else have them so I gave them to a charity shop so I hope that they found some love somewhere else yeah hope you enjoyed our little chat about books um, hope you got some recommendations if you have any recommendations yeah. for us about YA as we said like we still do enjoy reading a good YA book mm-hmm. so let us know or if there's anything else let us know and we do kind of like chatting about books so we might maybe make it a regular yeah we do love, love a bit of a books thing i'm reading oh my god welcome to ashton the, the new one again i haven't read them yet i'm gonna sit down and start reading them all. i would like give you them but i don't have the first one my, my does i tell you that my mom has like given them to somebody and it's like hasn't given them back and it's been quite about so yeah. yeah i think the more i've grown up the like more i've just been like i'm not giving books to people unless i don't want them back oh yeah i don't I gave my copy of Crazy Rich Asians to my friend who left her bag on the Lewis with my book. And I gave her, you know, if you order off the book depository, it gives you a bookmark and it's like, you right, you can put like if you're gifting a book. Um, and it was like a message to her. So I was like, too redacted. And I was like, please don't lose my book. What did she do? She lost my book. Left her bag on the Lewis. I feel like rocking up to that girl who I gave the looks to in like 12 years ago. <gasps> me like, give it back to me. Give me back the book. I've been Jessie. I've been Danielle. Bye. Bye. <laughs>